we all know that tales of romance can sometimes lead to bloody consequences. But have you heard of a town whose very name and identity came to be associated with blood only because two star-crossed lovers fell for each other? On the onset, it is like any other regular city of Northeast India, blessed with natural beauty, plenty of tea gardens, and people who are friendly and welcoming. However, the city's name as well as its epithet have a slightly darker and mystifying meaning. You see, this unassuming city in Assam is also known as the City of Blood. And like always, there is an enthralling story behind it. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of History with Soumya. I am Soumya, a former journalist and a forever lover of sagas and stories. In the first season of this podcast, we will be exploring the history of the cities that have carved a special identity of their own. Cities that have their own unique epithets. And today, we travel all the way up to the northeast of India to a lovely place called Tezpur in Assam. Or as I had mentioned earlier, the city of blood. Tezpur is located bang in the middle of the beautiful state of Assam, near the banks of the mighty river Brahmaputra and surrounded by the verdant hills and the blue lakes. It is situated nearly 190 kilometers east of the state capital Guwahati and is regarded as the cultural capital of Assam. As always, we begin with the etymology of the origins of the name. I think it's probably one of the few instances when a city's name is so intrinsically linked to the epithet. You see, according to historical records, Tezpur is derived from the Sanskrit words Teza, which means blood, and Pura, which means city, ergo, the city of blood. But behind that dubious moniker is a tale full of forbidden love and fantastical magic, sort of like a cross between Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet and J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter, just on a much more epic scale. So, common folklore suggests that according to the Hindu mythological book Mahabharat, the ancient region of Tezpur was ruled by the Asura king or demon king Banasura. He had a beautiful daughter named Usha. As per the legend, one night Usha dreamt of a handsome prince and instantly fell in love with him. She confided about it to her friend Chitralekha, who happened to possess magical powers. And then Chitralekha did something what I think any good friend with magical powers would probably do. She painted a portrait of the prince based on Usha's description and then transported him right into Usha's bedroom. The handsome prince turned out to be Anirudh, the grandson of Lord Krishna. As luck would have it, Anirudh fell in love with Usha as well. Never mind the Asura and the Deva differences. And so, without informing King Banasura, the two lovers decided to tie the knot in secret. Naturally, the king was not very happy about this and jailed Anirudh. This in turn resulted in Lord Krishna traveling from his kingdom Dwarka to Tezpur to rescue his grandson and to declare war upon the king. It so happened that King Banasura was an ardent devotee of Lord Shiva and sought his help to fight off Lord Krishna. 
Thus, the ensuing battle between the armies of the two divine deities resulted in horrifying bloodshed, which ultimately led to the name of the region as Tezpur or the City of Blood. Interestingly, there are some variations to the story in different texts. For example, some texts claim that King Banasura was actually happy with the marriage but did not want Anirudh to take his daughter to Dwarka. Another claims that the fight that caused blood to flow in the city was only between Lord Krishna and the army of Banasura and that Shiva intervened to finally stop the carnage. Regardless of these tiny details, the legend of the region always revolves around these four characters King Banasura, his daughter Usha, her magically talented friend Chitralekha, and Lord Krishna's grandson Anirudh. In fact, this Mahabharata tale is so deeply ingrained into the culture and ethos of Tezpur that there are several popular historical monuments and scenic spots in the city intrinsically linked to the saga. Like the Mahabharab Shiv Temple, which is believed to have been built by King Banasura during the era of Mahabharat. Or the Agnigad, which is a hill located on the banks of Brahmaputra. A popular tourist spot in the present days, Agnigad is said to be the place where the demon king had kept his daughter Usha. As per the myth, the place used to be surrounded by fire or Agni in Sanskrit. It was in 1835, during the British colonial era, that the foundations of the modern Tezpur were laid. The British developed the region as a small garrison township and even led to the growth of the many tea gardens around the place. Tezpur was converted as the headquarters of the Darang district in Assam and during World War II, it served as the western terminus of an allied airlift to China. Tezpur went on to witness several crucial historical moments, one of which would be when the 14th Dalai Lama, the spiritual leader of the Tibetan population, reached Tezpur after fleeing from China. Due to the Chinese crackdown on the people of Tibet, the Dalai Lama left Tibet in 1959. It was in Tezpur in Assam that he was first given a warm welcome on Indian soil before he eventually travelled to Himachal Pradesh. But the people of Tezpur also hold memories that scarred their life for a while, when the Chinese army almost took over the city in 1962. It was during the Indochina War in 1962 when the residents of this small Assamese town grappled with the fact that the battle could reach their doorsteps very soon. The fear and dread were heightened when the Chinese army reached Tilbondala, a city that is just 150 kilometers away from Tezpur. A newspaper report in the Indian Express quotes long-time residents of Tezpur describing the period of uncertainty as hahakar or pandemonium. As Chinese troops made their way through Assam, the terrified citizens of Tezpur began evacuating the town. They left in car, carts, trucks, buses, whatever vehicle of transport was available. There was chaos at the carts where people had to take a ferry to cross the mighty Brahmaputra to reach Guwahati. 
A few newspaper reports also quoted the residents recounting a famous incident at the local bank branch. With Tezpur turning into a ghost town due to the evacuations, the officials of the bank at the local branch allegedly burnt all their paper currency so that it would not fall into the hands of the enemy soldiers. As per the coins, they were thrown into a pond near the bank since they could not be burnt. In fact, the fear among the residents was so intense that even after China declared ceasefire before reaching Tezpur, people continued to flee their homes for several days. However, even as panic spread across the town, there were several residents who stayed back to protect Tezpur from the Chinese troops and showed exemplary courage. Speaking about the impact of this event on Tezpur, national award-winning filmmaker Hiren Bora, who hailed from the city, once told the Indian Express, and I quote, Though India lost and war did not break out in Tezpur, the episode has many unsung heroes. Volunteers who stayed back for all-night vigils, families who donated gold, money and food to refugees who had trickled into the town from Arunachal Pradesh, and residents who stayed on, too attached to part with their home. Unquote. And that was the fascinating history of Tezpur, the city of blood. After listening to this podcast, do you plan to visit Tezpur soon? Let me know what you think. And if you have any feedback, don't forget to drop and say hi to me at my Instagram handle at History with Soumya. And until next time, stay safe and stay happy. You were listening to History with Soumya.